Shine Pinchers, welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. So today is a special episode of Cheap Complaints. Uh, oh my god, that is... Hi, Ellie. Oh my god, I didn't know Ellie was in the room with me. One second. As I was saying, today is a special episode of Chief Complaints, our anonymous advice segment on Just a Quick Pinch. And today is special because... So the chief complaint that I got was so good. It was really, really good. It was about, you know, like toxic workplace dynamics. I'm like, this is perfect. And I was actually interviewing a guest and I thought, who would be more perfect to answer this question? Then my lovely guest, Diana, who is a nurse practitioner and also she is a burnout prevention coach. Yes, that's right. Isn't that such an awesome title? So she is exactly what she says. She helps those that work in healthcare fields prevent burnout, feel more satisfied and fulfilled at work and gain more self-confidence and give them the tools to help fight that imposter syndrome, all of the things that really plague us working in healthcare. And specifically, I actually have her on a main episode coming very soon, but we were talking about like toxic workplace environments. And so at the end of it, I was like, you know what, Diana would be perfect to help me answer this chief complaint. So without further ado, let's get on to today's chief complaints with my guest, Diana. week our chief complaint is my assistants and hygiene team have an us versus them mentality lately which is something that I think is actually pretty common on a lot of like work teams where there's a lot of interdisciplinary things going on um so I asked the person what it looks like and they said it looks like the teams aren't helping each other out if something if or someone is running behind so like if someone is running behind and one of the assistants is free they'll help another assistant but they'll never help hygiene and vice versa our hygiene team never wants to bag and run the assistant things and then things get super backed up and vice versa so how would you tackle this so and the person's writing you is one on one of those teams obviously presumably she uh she's actually a dentist so she's upset because she's running behind because there's this drama between the teams yes so okay so first of all if you like if let's say it is the dentist and it's Mm -hmm. the people that are working like the support staff that should kind of be doing their role Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, I would be curious about like the structure of the practice because typically speak, and we've had this like in our practice, like, mm. you know, like nurses who kind of um, like there's toxicity there or like nurses to MA. So it's the same similar kind of situation. But if it's like they're just not doing their job, then you need to like keep track of when they're not doing their job and then bring it up to whoever their manager is and say like, look, this is what I'm noticing. You don't necessarily even need to name names. You can just say like, look, mm. this is what I'm noticing, but this is how it's affecting my ability to get my job done. Is there a way that you could like reiterate to the staff that, you know, this is the expectation that, you know, it's really important that we stay on track for the patients, blah, blah, blah. Like kind of remove the drama out of it if you can't. Because one of the things is when there's drama in the work environment, you really don't want to get roped into the drama. Like you approach it from a place. I mean, a lot of times we don't feel comfortable having conversations with the people themselves, especially like if it's, like if you're part of that team, let's say you were one of the assistants and you're like, I don't think this is right. I feel uncomfortable. Obviously for many people, it would feel very socially threatening to say something to your team. Like, Hey, why y'all being rude and bitchy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like it, can be very, it like, might be a culture already that's established. Right. So again, like talking about toxic work environments, sometimes the toxicity is very rampant. Sometimes those types of work environments exist and leadership doesn't really enforce any sort of rules, regulations, expectations of people, right? Mm. Or there's like um, preferential treatment. Like it really, I think there's 
a lot of follow-up questions I would ask just about the environment in general, because a lot of times when this type of thing exists, it's mm -hmm. typically a red flag that there's like other problems within the practice in terms of like leadership and the way things are managed. Because if there was an effective manager who's doing their job effectively, mm -hmm. generally speaking, these types of things aren't as rampant, especially in a smaller practice where you can kind of reel in people a little bit easier. So I would have that person like kind of look at their leadership team and be like, is this like an effective leadership mm. team? Because sometimes if it's not, you're going to have a very hard time having conversations with leadership to remedy the issue if they give zero F-U-C-K-S. You know what I mean? If they're like, yeah. if they're checked out, they're not present, whatever. They don't want, they're like hands off. They're a people pleaser. Right. Whatever it is. Um Sometimes when like a leader is looking at two, it's kind of like um, um, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where they're fighting in the streets, you know, it's like, you don't want to like jump in the middle. Like, yeah. Oh my God. That's gang, so <laughs> like a gang fight. Right. It's like when I worked in East Boston, like two gangs would be fighting, the police would show up and they would just like, let it ride out. <laughs> like we're not getting yeah. in the middle of the <laughs> We're like, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> right. But that in and of itself is pretty toxic. So I would say mm. like, if it's, you know, Again, someone who's out of the the mix, mm -hmm. keeping track of things, like where did you get behind? Like give example, like clear examples, like document things. When you have conversations with leadership or whoever their manager is, like mm -hmm. have those examples at the ready and have it expressed in a written communication, not in the middle of the hallway where you're like, hey, by the way, I noticed blah, 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 blah. Because if it yeah. happened, like in the hallway where it's not written down and that conversation never happened. Mm. So you have to have like a paper trail. You need to have like documentation of these problems because Got at it. the end of the day, like think about it. If you're the dentist and your team, it's all dramatic and all the things and you're running behind and then patients are complaining about you and your leadership comes to you and says, Hey, you know, your metrics are behind. We're getting all these complaints about you. Yeah. You can be like, well, actually I'm, I'm at the ready. I'm just waiting for this, these team members to kind of support each other. So right. when you go and have these conversations, like think about how, like what the ripple effect is, because it's not mm -hmm. about like tattling or being a problem child. It's about like, look, this just isn't an effective way to manage it. This is like business, not personal, you know? Right. For sure. So then let's say she is a hygienist and she's on one side of the team, but she's like, she sees the issues in this and she doesn't want anyone to mm -hmm. be on teams anymore. Yeah. So again, I think it depends like how toxic it is. Like if you, like if this is just there, like this like tit for tat sort of situation, you could mm -hmm. as one of the hygienists say, you know, go to your, again, go to management and say like, look, I don't feel comfortable like talking to everybody about this, but this is something I'm noticing and it's actually mm -hmm. becoming problematic because A, it's unpleasant to be in this work environment with this drama, but B, you know, we're falling behind and it would be actually really helpful if we could just kind of, for the sake of the patients and the, you know, the providers that we're supporting, like just do our jobs. Like, do you have any suggestions as to what we could do better? Or maybe yeah. we could have a meeting just to reiterate like job, like without calling people out, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe we could have like a meeting to reiterate what the job responsibilities are and what coverage looks like and like who, you know, who's covering who at lunch and again, this is presuming you have a leader who is effective and will reinforce these things. Um, right. I would not be surprised, just again, from doing this, I would not be surprised if they don't have an effective leadership team. I was actually just going to ask too, because 
you know, you're really experienced. You've worked with a lot of people in toxic workplaces, trying to get out of toxic workplaces. Do toxic workplaces tend to change or do they tend to stay toxic and then people just leave them? Like, have you seen toxic workplaces change and become healthy? Yeah. Yeah, I have. If the, so, um, so I was actually in one that became healthy, um, but it was because they eliminated the problem. There was usually one person. Not always. No. Okay. No. But if, again, if there is motivation from people within power, like who hold some sort of power, Mm. who are willing to, you know, make those difficult decisions, um, it can definitely change. I will say that that's not like the common (laughs) thing. Mm. Um, You know, typically when there's a toxic work environment, like a, a, there's a lot of like hands-off mentality, you know, Mm. no one wants to, like people in general are like non-confrontational when it comes to like the bad seeds but a lot of times toxic work environments aren't just because of one person it's because of like toxic it's like an institutional thing you know Mm. it's like again like the or just like the the sort of system as a whole where it's like you know they don't care about staffing appropriately they're out for it's all about money and productivity metrics and you know not about the the well-being of the providers in the practice or the clinicians in the practice um, yeah. it's, it, it can be a lot of different things, you know, it could just manifest as bullying. It could manifest as, you know, um, microaggressions and, you know, um, gossip, you know, there's lots of ways that you can make a work environment super toxic and it doesn't always lead to like, <laughs> the trail doesn't always lead to like a single source. Sometimes yeah. it really is you know, that malignant thing where it's just very deep seated. Um, and there is a culture that's been in place for a long time that Mm. can sometimes be very hard to shift. But I think, you know, especially now with, you know, us talking about these things more and like kind of new blood coming into the mix and yeah, there's a lot of (laughs) in my program. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, um, institutions now that do have like well being as a priority. And yeah. those are the places to kind of look for, um, you know, like, a, like I'm on the council for well-being directors where I work and it's a, they take people from all the different specialties and kind of bring them in. They, it's not just physicians, not just dudes. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, um, it's a mix of people and it's a mix of people who have different experiences and different like roles within the healthcare system and coming together to really say like, Hey, like, how can we make this more pleasant above and beyond the like brown bag lunches about like resilience and yoga mm. classes because that's not going to fix the problem Pizza it's parties, definitely yeah. great it's, hey yoga's awesome i love it but it's not it's not the root of the root of the root um right so well, let's say someone's in now like like a neutral work environment and we want to do something to like make it a positive make it a healthy relationship in, or a uh, work environment instead mm-hmm. of going the other route what are like signs of a healthy work environment or like things that you can implement to make a healthy work environment that's a great question so i would say that one if you're like i want to make my work environment like more pleasant mm-hmm. i would literally just talk to people that you work with okay like I would get curious with the people that you spend time with in your practice. So say like, Hey, like if you were like, what would, what would being cared for within this practice look like for you? Mm. Like what would, like if you felt um, 
like your well-being was being supported here what would that look like for you like what would you like to see like like literally think outside of the box whatever because obviously let them dream big and then you can reel it in (laughs) (laughs) they're like we don't have the budget for that (laughs) yeah but it's like you can get an idea if they're like i want a room full of massage chairs okay well they want like peace quiet time ah yep so you can kind of use whatever their feedback is to kind of think outside the box like oh like i want more connection with peers and i want to have a party okay well maybe like you do like once a quarter like some sort of like team building thing that's not lame you know yeah. um so you can kind of <laughs> <That's> not lame <laughs> <laughs> no trust balls no please no rope courses <laughs> no 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 um so you can kind of like gauge but that's what I would do is I would like actually talk to people because you can't presume you know what people actually desire it's like when I create right. a program for like mentorship yeah. or like a workshop or something I'm talking to a ton of people in my community to ask like what is it that you like this isn't about me this is about you guys so it's like what are you looking for how would you like what would support look like for you like what would accountability look like for you like all these things so that when they take the program they're like yes this is actually what i needed or sometimes they're yeah. like i thought i knew what i needed but this is actually what i needed <laughs> it actually um, sounds like the key to getting what we want asking the right questions it's getting curious about things. Yeah. You know, it's getting curious about our identity and who we are outside of our jobs. It's getting curious about like what feeling cared for would look like. What does fun even mean to you? You know, we all have like our unique fun print, you know, it's like our little fun fingerprint. It's like, we all have a unique idea of what that looks like to us. So like, what does that look like? What is play? What is pleasure? What is like calm? What is ease? What does contentment look like to you? Because if you can't see it, you can't be it. Yeah. I love that. So thank you so much for answering that question, Diana. Also, I realize I'm such a bad podcaster, so this episode actually might go up tomorrow. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should actually have you introduce yourself. (laughs) Let's have you introduce yourself. Maybe I'll edit it around. We'll see how I end up doing it. But Diana, tell us about yourself because you're going to be on an episode very soon. We just, we literally, you guys recorded a whole ass episode together. I had Diana with me for like an hour and then at the end I was like, wait a minute, she's the perfect, I can't let her slip through my fingers because she's like perfect for this question. She deals with burnout and toxic work environments and mentoring. Um, Yeah, so then I had to snag her to help me answer this this chief complaints that was tricky. But yeah, tell us a bit about yourself, Diana. (laughs) So I'll give you the brief version. So people, people I'm sure have other things, again, time management, right? Uh, So Diana, I'm one of the, um, on Instagram, I'm at Catalyst for Self-Care. You can find me there. There's a ton of content there for you. My website is um, selfcarecatalyst.com. There's tons of free resources. I am a nurse practitioner. I work in neuro, but I'm also a nurse MP, healthcare provider, mentor. Um, I work with people who are suffering from burnout or at risk for burnout. Hello, that's all of us. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I really, I teach you how to prioritize yourself, beat burnout, and really kind of have a strategic life design to keep burnout at bay so that, honestly, at the end of the day, the goal is just to have more time and energy for fun, to be honest. Like, my whole mission in life is just to have more freedom outside of my job and more fun, more laughter, all the things and less overwhelm, less burnout, less um, second guessing myself, that perfectionistic stuff. So that is all the stuff that I teach because now having survived burnout myself circa 2014, I really have honed in on the tools that like that work. This is like no fluff stuff. I I honestly, I'm, I'm someone who likes to take big concepts and break it down into like a super actionable, like you can get a takeaway and implement it and see 
yourself feeling better. That is really my goal with my content. So hopefully that's what you feel. Um, and yeah, that's my deal. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your input. It was so helpful. And I hope that the pincher that submitted this chief complaint, um, if, oh my gosh, the, the pincher that submitted this, please write in an update for us. And then yeah. I can update Diana on how everything goes. <laughs> yes, I want to hear. I want to hear for sure. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for everyone for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Make it work.